Welcome to the Bible Studies for Life adult podcast. I'm Lynn Pryor, and my co-host is Chris Johnson. Chris, it is always good to be in a podcast with you. Well, thank you, Lynn. It's This has been fun to talk about uh, sharing our faith, and uh, I hope that, that uh, our listeners are having a good experience in their groups. That's right, and and because it's, there's such a good flow to these studies. Uh, but joining us today uh, is Marshall Wilburn. Marshall wrote this this study called "How to Share Christ." And Marshall, thanks for joining us again. Thank you so much for allowing me to be with you. Uh, now, Marshall was with us just a couple episodes ago as we introduced the study. Uh, but if you're new, if this is your first podcast, if you happen to miss that one, Marshall, let me just tell you, Marshall and her husband are urban missionaries, church planters in the San Francisco Bay Area. Hey, I'm Marshall, I think I said it correct that time, didn't I? You did. Yay. <laughs> so, but just first time. Just <laughs> take it a moment and tell us about what is unique about your ministry, what you and your husband do. Um, well, we are blessed to be indigenous from the area in the sense of we were willing to go anywhere God would send us, but he sent us right across the bridge to stay here in the San Francisco Bay Area. And that journey started off with just doing ministry in pretty much dying churches, but then doing a church plant, church revitalization, which gave my husband the bug. And then he started working from there as a church planting catalyst. So we have been working in, in the sense of helping people to navigate the San Francisco Bay Area mm, and to share sure. the gospel of Jesus Christ, but at the same time, multiplying those ministries as well. So that has happened in a variety of different ways. And that first title that you gave me is just one of the ones that we <laughs> right. hold, but pretty much we're kingdom networking here in the San Francisco Bay Area to share the the gospel of Jesus Christ and to bring people to a saving knowledge of him. So I'm just curious, from a uh, percentage perspective, do you have a lot of people who are like you who are from the San Francisco area? Or do you get a lot of people from outside of your area where you have to help them understand the culture? It's actually both. That's oh, good. The thing. When we first started off in ministry, there were a lot of transplants that were coming mainly from the South. And um, it was very challenging for them to be in the context here and know, you know, what it meant. But my husband and I are passionate about ministry. So our goal was to best equip them as much as they possibly could be while they were here. And then the other thing was because we were indigenous to the area, my husband likes to call it low hanging fruit. There were people that were on the ground here who were interested in doing ministry, but didn't know how to get connected. And so that became one of our passions too, as well. And, and instead of just people coming to our area to go to seminary, and then to go out and do ministry, we started sending people from the local areas to the seminary to be equipped <laughs> and then great. to be able to do ministry. So that's, that's pretty great. much what that looks like. Well, there in the Bay Area, uh, Marshall, how has COVID-19, uh, what challenges or what opportunities has it opened up for you dealing with COVID-19? COVID has definitely challenged us in the sense of it broke about broke us out of our Sunday comfort in the sense right. of going into the walls of the church. Um, we were already a church that was known for doing what we call praise in the parking lot. So that was <laughs> uncommon for us. We would regularly take our church outside of the walls of the church and be in the parking lot so our community could see what it meant to, to just 
worship Jesus and to share him. Um, so it's been where, you know, we've been shut down from being inside of the building. So we've had to be creative as to how we are outside of the building. And right. yes, technology is one of those things, but then also to outdoor gatherings. Fortunately, with our, our weather, which we don't experience a lot of inclement weather, um, it's very dry. And um, we're in our rainy season right now, but even that is kind of mild. We can be outside. So we just pray and it could have rained all week long. And then on Sunday, there's sun. So we're thankful for it. So wow. that, that has been very uh, challenging, but at the same time, motivating to do ministry in a very different way. Wow. So, Lynn, I know you're an interim pastor. How many outside services have you done? <laughs> Let me think about that. None. <laughs> I had to ask. It just, just, it just presented itself. So I love <laughs> the idea of, of, of low-hanging <clears throat> fruit and uh, uh, just, just understanding that it, you, you, you need to get people who are um, naturally a part of what you, where you are to be involved and engaged. So uh, that, that was fun. So we are in the third week of this study and uh, our focus on how to, how to share Christ uh, this week is on the message. So we want to talk some today about uh, one of the key passages that a lot of people use when they're sharing the gospel uh, so that's a part of our conversation. But in the intro, uh, Marshall, you mentioned that, um, that, that that there was a documentary done by uh, some researchers who were trying to figure out some of what goes on on uh, online relationships and some of the difficulties and complications and uh, what happens when people are unwilling to meet. Will you, will you share a little bit more with us about that study? Um, yes, in the sense of more and more people nowadays are meeting online. And part of the reason why they're meeting online is because they want to get through a lot of the complexities and the difficulties in getting to know someone. Well, so and they, COVID has uh, uh, even uh, increased that, isn't it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, most definitely. But unfortunately, people oftentimes are not who they really are online. No. People say all kinds of things on social media they would never say to you in person. So having to be able to experience, is this still the real person that I'm dealing with and coming to terms with that. And it causes, uh, you know, a great deal of issues with trust, even in the news nowadays. Do we know if this is real news or is this just fabricated news to lean towards a certain, you know, belief system? So it's, it's really important for us to understand that because trust is a major issue, we need to go to valid sources. We need to go to sources that we know don't change and go with the way the wind blows. And the word of God is just one of those that we can count on for sure. When we are, when we're talking about sharing our faith, we're talking about uh, people engaging with the gospel and we're inviting people to place their faith, to trust that, that, Jesus is who he says he is, that the Bible is true. And so this really is critical to, um, to understanding the message and sharing the message and helping people to get to that place of faith and trust in Jesus. So what we're going to do then with this is we're going to talk, focus on what that message is. Uh, and talk about trust. The, the idea is that God, Jesus saves those who trust in him. That's our whole focus on this. 
Uh, as Chris said, we're going to be in a passage many people use, which is Romans 10. Uh, let me just read. This is Romans 10. I'm going to begin uh, part of verse 8. This message is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. This is the message of faith that we proclaim. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. One believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. So I was so glad we used this. And, and uh, we worked on this for a long time as editors um, and, and writers. But verse 8b just jumped out at me as I was getting ready for this podcast. This message is near you. It is in your mouth and it's in your heart. I mean, you can't get any closer than that. <laughs> so true. Most, most definitely. And I think a lot of people don't realize that they don't realize it. It seems to be something that's foreign, but it's something that God has already placed in a place where it's available to us. It's just the question is, when we think about the message, are we looking at it from a perspective of this complex thing that we need to share? Or is it just simply the good news of God? It's simply the good news of God. And he's given it to us as a gift, not to keep it to ourselves, but to share it with others. Right. And we don't have to invite people to go somewhere to encounter God as we have that conversation. It's, it's near us. It's right here. As we're having that conversation, you can come to Christ right now by believing and confessing. So those are two key phrases. Uh, and this is what it means to be a believer uh, in every and almost every instance. When I share the gospel, I get to this passage. When I do a baptism, I always emphasize this passage. This is what it means to be a follower of Jesus, that you have confessed Jesus as Lord and that you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. That's the essence. That is the very, I mean, we just did a study on essentials of Christianity. This is the essential of Christianity. This is what it means uh, to be a Christian, right? And that's exactly. not complicated. That's not complicated at all. It's two simple things, but it takes action on your part in order to do that. God's not going to force his way into your life. There is an acknowledgement and an acceptance that he wants from us to be able to say that, yes, this is something that I believe and something that I not only believe, but I'm going to confess and attest to, I'm going to give a testimony about it within that. So, you know, it's, I think sometimes people think it's far more complicated in the sense that they need to get to a certain place of rightness in order to come. Right. To and we have told people over and over again, if we were to wait for all of us to get right, no one would ever come to Christ. That's really it's true. just simply you making those active steps to follow the instructions, real simple instructions, and then live it out. So That's I good. loved, I loved what you wrote. Uh, about believing in your heart, which is trust and confessing in, with your mouth, that it is an inward belief and an outward confession. And I thought that was brilliant. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I will use that in the future. <laughs> yeah. And there's that idea that they really go hand in hand. They really do. Two sides do. of the same coin. Right. They do go hand in hand. Yeah. So one of the things that we, uh, one of the questions that we ask is, and I think that it would be a legit question to ask, no matter the the group that you're in, um, and and get people to grapple with this question: uh, What does it mean to recognize Jesus as Lord? Yeah, uh, it really is important 
to just to put that out there and get people talking about that in our groups. I remember several years ago, I worked on a resource with Ed Stetzer and he, he talked about um, in his own life, t- sharing the gospel with his father-in-law, who's now deceased. His father-in-law had, um, had cancer and he knew he was, his, his time on earth was limited. And, um, he had talked with his father-in-law who wasn't a believer a lot about being a Christian. And, and this was one of the things, uh, that he talked with about his father-in-law. He, he, uh, he had his, uh, a note that his father-in-law had written, uh, in response to some of the things that they had talked about. And one of the things that he had written was Jesus is Lord. This means that Jesus is boss. What he says goes. This is what I do. I don't know that we think about it even in our groups, but that's exactly spot on. This is somebody who's grappled with this. And to confess Jesus as Lord means to say, you're in charge. You're the boss. I'm going to trust you. And and that that is a great conversation for us to have in our groups, I think. It, it is a great conversation because oftentimes people, when you offer them you know, the opportunity to know Christ and to know that they can receive salvation from it, from knowing Christ. They're okay with Christ being their savior. But to say that Christ is your boss, your Lord, in the sense of he's in control of everything and I've got to follow his instructions and and not just be going off on my own path, we struggle with that. But if we if he's going to be savior, he has to be Lord. Because exactly. they those two go hand in hand as well. <laughs> Well said. Now, and the beauty of this, too, is as we're talking about this in people's lives, who it's near to, uh, who, who calls them Lord, this is something that's available to absolutely everybody. As we go back, as we continue in our reading uh, in Romans 10, this is verse 11, for the scripture says, everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame. Since there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, because the same Lord of all richly blesses all who call on him for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Wow. That's amazing. The gospel really is for everyone. How does that impact what you guys do in the San Francisco Bay area? Well, there's a colloquial way that we say it. So when we say everyone, we say everyone, everyone, (laughs) everyone, 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 there is no one who is excluded from this. And that within itself, I think, helps people to understand. In our ministry, I mean, we have seen prostitutes, pimps, those addicted to drugs. The gamut is just, it's unbelievable. Have an understanding that God is offering this to them too. Many of them have felt unworthy of being able to receive, oh, no, that's not for me. Again, that I, that attitude, if, well, once I get right, once I stop using, once I stop doing these things that I know go against God. No, you don't have to. You need to come to him just as you are. And here's the thing. He's a big enough God to accept you just as uh, you are. 
And he's powerful enough with his spirit to be able to transform you into who it is that he created you to be. But you just need to make that step towards him. So helping people to understand this invitation is open and it's not exclusive in the sense of even the way we dress. You know, long before skinny jeans and all of that and shirts out were popular, that was the way we dressed here in the area because we wanted people to realize that you don't have to have a certain type of clothing to walk in and meet our God that we're talking about. He'll accept you just as you are. That's great. Well, let's move on then. Let's look at verse 14, uh, 14 through 17, with this idea that the gospel message is, should be communicated. Um, the reality of, of how simple it is, as we talk about belief and confess, then let's communicate it. Because what Paul wrote here in verse 14, how then can they call on him on whom they, whom they have not believed in? And how can they believe without hearing about him? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach unless they are sent? Because as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So I'm going to let you go first, Marcel. <laughs> well, I think sometimes when people read this particular text and, you know, they think in terms of, oh, well, that's that's for the pastor. That's for the person standing behind the pulpit. Right, right. But, but they don't realize that we are all called to preach, which is basically proclaim. We're all called to proclaim the word of God. So that's an open invitation as well to say that if we don't share it, how are they going to know? I think I shared in the study that part of the reason why most of us have come to a saving knowledge of Christ was because we heard it from someone. We heard from someone to read the word of God so that we would learn more about God. But that initial conversation, that initial um, word to, you know, mouth, mouth to mouth conversation, uh, person to person advertisement, it, it comes from us sharing that personal testimony and, and not in a big way, but just, I know him and he wants to know you too, as well. So how can you just be able to share that with someone and again, invite them to experience the same thing you have? It's not just for the clergy. It's for all of those who are called by his name to share the message that they too have received a saving knowledge from. So in, go ahead, Lynn. Well, it's just the reality too, that what I would call normal people, not pastors, uh, just the everyday church member, those sitting in our groups, they're going to be around some people a pastor never will be. And again, exactly. how are they going to hear unless you're sent? Well, maybe God sent you. That's why he gave you that job. Uh, you're in exactly. that. So your, your job is your ministry field. Your, your yes. school is your ministry field. Your, your grocery store is your ministry field. And you have a, a variety of opportunities to be sharing with others that you come across the same way a pastor does, right. the same way those that teach the word of God, you have that same opportunity in a very intimate way when you are crossing paths with someone and know that they're not crossing your path by coincidence, but God may have just ordained that for the sake of you sharing his word with them. So uh, one of the things that I've used in the senior adult version um, is uh, some references to the study Share Jesus Without Fear by Bill Fay. And in that study, Bill Fay uh, helps us to come to terms exactly what we've talked about here. P- they're not going to respond if, if somebody doesn't tell them. And so Bill says that sharing 
uh, Jesus is one of the one of the areas in the Christian life that you can't mess up. He says, even huh. if even if you share stupidly, unlovingly with poor timing, <laughs> God can take that and use it. But what he can't use is your silence. Mm, that That's is amazing, good. isn't it? <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> so good. It's so true. So very true. You think about it as when we talk about the verse that says, the word of God, when it goes out, it does not return void. Yes. It, it just needs to go out. It, it just really does. Right. And, and that doesn't keep us from doing our best to learn, to not say things stupidly. Uh, <laughs> but when we do, God's grace and God's bigger than our mistakes. So uh, that's well said. Thanks. How, how can how can they he, how can they hear? How can they do this if they never hear? Mm-hmm. Uh, faith comes from hearing it. it so uh, I appreciated what you did with kind of showing a kind of reversing that out and showing kind of what the progression would look like uh, for us today. And um, I think it's I think it's a strong, strong reminder to us of the importance of all of us sharing the gospel um, as we have the opportunity to do that. And we want to thank Mar- Marshall. Thank you for being with us today, for writing this study yes. and for, for joining us in this conversation. We appreciate that. And we want to um, thank you. Who, those of you who are listening to this podcast, thanks for joining us today. Hope it's been helpful to you and hope that you'll continue in this study. Hope that um, you will have conversations with your groups that will, uh, cause you and the people in your groups to be intentional about sharing the gospel with others. So again, thank you for being a part of this. Uh, hang around. If you're a teacher, we want to share with you about uh, some other things we have. Uh, Lynn's going to promote something and I'm going to give you a tip. Yes. Thanks, Chris. And tell you what I want to promote. Um, Marshall has written the material we call the personal study guide, which all our group members use. Uh, but we do have, obviously, you know, this year's teacher leader guides available to g- help to facilitate the discussion. But I mentioned uh, a couple of podcasts ago, a, a book called Advanced Bible Study. It's one of our supplemental commentaries. We have something that supplements the supplement, and it's called the Advanced Teacher uh, Advanced Bible Study Teacher Guide. Now, what's different about this from your other leader guides, it's got a little bit more of a master teacher approach to it. The idea that if if you lean toward lectures, you might find some of the questions, some of the things that are there very beneficial to you. It's got some optional ideas uh, to kind of help dress up your your discussion with your group. But I just want to mention there's an additional resource there called Advanced Bible Study Teacher Guide. If you want to snoop and look at it, just go to just go to BibleStudiesForLife.com. When you look at the resources and you see advanced, you uh, there's a sample that's there for you. You can open it up, kind of play with it, see how it works and how it feels. But it's a good little extra resource just to consider. Chris. Uh, for, so for a teaching tip, I just want to um, – do what I feel like I do every time when I talk about teaching tips. I want to encourage you, if you're a group leader, to use the discussion questions. We've worked hard to create questions that will create a conversation, that facilitate a conversation. And if you will ask these questions, it will cause your people to begin to talk. And, And when people have the opportunity to talk in a safe environment in a small group where they know they know the people who are participants you it's amazing how 
once just the practice of doing that will open them up to opportunities to actually share the gospel with someone. So use these questions as ways to get people just to, to, to apply the, the message, but to have a conversation, um, it, it allows people to sometimes talk about their feelings, to talk about their experiences, their struggles. Uh, one of the questions that we ask in, in this study is, why do you think it's challenging to share the gospel with others? Uh, and most of us as believers who have, uh, who know that it's important to do this, realize that there is that sense of this is difficult this isn't easy this isn't natural or normal and just putting that out there lets other people know you know i'm not i'm not the only one who feels this way other people (laughs) struggle other people see this as a challenge so uh again marshall thank you for how how you have written and the style in which it is written because it's made it real easy for us to create those kind of questions that we hope that people will have conversations and be able to get to the truths through their conversations. Lynn, anything else? I just want to say thank you to Marshall. Thanks. This has been a very helpful conversation. I think Marshall, this is your last time with us. You got any parting words? I'm just so thankful to be a part of equipping others to be able to share about Jesus, that this has been an honor and so appreciative of just the opportunity to do it and, you know, a different way. So thank you for allowing the West Coast to represent. Amen. All right. Well, it's been fun having you with us. Thanks. And I hope that you'll write for us again in the future. Uh, We're looking forward to the rest of this study on how to share Christ. Thank you for listening to this podcast uh, for Bible Studies for Life Adults. 